Hey everybody, Dave Palais doing our second week of the 2020 Major League Baseball season. Again, only 60 games this year, so it's a dead sprint to see who's going to be the World Series champions. Trying to keep you up to date as we go week by week, all 30 teams and who has a chance to make the postseason. A reminder, eight teams from the American League, eight teams from the National League. So it's going to be very exciting in what happens in the postseason, which teams are going to stay in the race, and which teams are going to quickly fall out. I'm going to let you know exactly what's going to happen as we go week by week, recapping what's happened in the 2020 season and also what to look forward to. As you look forward to. As you can see behind me, we've got a brand new background with the JP25 Media. Very excited to have it. And at the same time, very excited to have multiple shows that you can follow. If you're watching this on YouTube, please click subscribe and follow all the shows that we have. Promise you there's something in there for everybody, whether you're young, whether you're old, whether you're female, whether you're male, we have something for you, something exciting to entertain you throughout the day. So again, please push subscribe to the process. As we're doing today, we're talking Major League Baseball, which is always my favorite thing to do during the summer. And we have games on all the time, always following all 30 teams and giving the update of what's happening. As I said last time we did a show, we kind of give you a preseason rankings as far as how I thought the season was going to play out. A lot of you very upset. A lot of you agreed with me if your team was at the top. But if I didn't give you respect, we'll see if your team's moved up. As we know, 30 teams in Major League Baseball, not all 30 teams have a chance to win it. Basically every year at the start of spring training, you know your team doesn't have a chance. Or you know this is a year where, hey, maybe my team can contend. We're going to get rid of the ones right away that don't have a chance. Pirates, terrible. Rangers, Royals, Mariners, Diamondbacks, Red Sox, Orioles, Blue Jays, Tigers, Giants, Mets, all of you, gone. The Mets are the team that has surprised me because if you listen to the first show, the Mets are a team that I thought was going to be okay. Even without Syndergaard, I thought they could compete. Looking for a big year for Jonas Cespedes. As you know by now, he has opted out. Complete disappointment in a Mets uniform. He's in the last year of his contract. And he didn't do anything for the last two years. Now that he opts out, he's going to be a free agent at the end of the 2020 season. Cespedes did nothing for the Mets. And just like the Mets, it seems like that franchise can't do anything to be on the right side of things, including finding a new owner. So the Mets are a complete turmoil team right now. Don't expect them to do anything for the postseason. You look at the Angels. The Angels are a team, as we know, they spent money on Rendon. They have the best player in baseball, Mike Trout. And, of course, Pools is getting older. Otani, though, has been a major disappointment. He was only going to pitch on Sundays, and now he can't even do that. If you look at Otani, even though he's not making a ton of money, he's not close to the player that people thought he was going to be. Another guy that people were saying before the season could be an MVP candidate. But Otani is nowhere close to that. Has not been even an all-star type player. A guy you expect a ton from, but doesn't do a very good job. Mike Trout has been the player that, of course, is exciting to watch. But Mike Trout, you look at his career and you say, is this guy going to be the greatest player in baseball not to win a World Series since maybe you look at a guy like Ernie Banks? They're very disappointing. And at the same time, do the Angels ever look at it and say, we're paying him a ton of money. Would anybody ever accept this contract? And is it time to sit there and let's rebuild our whole franchise just to fix what we have because we can't win with Mike Trout? For Southern California fans, he's outstanding. For people who don't get a chance to see him on the East Coast, you know Mike Trout's name, his resume. You already know he's a great player. But at the same time, he doesn't ever get to play on the biggest stage come October. Coming in at number 18, you look at the World Series champion Washington Nationals. Everybody knew when you lost Rendon, your offense was going to hurt. Zimmerman wasn't going to play this year. You already knew that. Well, at the same time, you go, well, they still have Scherzer and they have Strasburg. Well, then you look at the injuries they have. They can't win without those guys. Scherzer's hurt again. 
You look at Strasburg, who's coming back on Sunday, and Strasburg is a guy that has had battled injuries over and over again. Got a huge free agent contract. Now that he's injured, you kind of wonder, is this the first of many injuries to happen? For the Cardinals, a good team that people love and say, hey, look at St. Louis. They're a team that has been the perfect team in Major League Baseball, where they never spend all that money on free agents. And a lot of times they lose guys like Albert Pools down the line, but yet they're such a strong organization. They just keep rebuilding and keep putting out championship product. Yet you look at the Cardinals, they can't behave during this whole COVID-19. They're a wreck. Again, their series this weekend postponed because they can't behave. It's amazing to see what's happening with them. Right below them, you have the Milwaukee Brewers, best player on the team. Christian Yelich, off to the worst start out of any major leaguer. How could that happen? A guy that won an MVP two years ago, if he stayed healthy, probably would have beat Cody Bellinger and won the MVP in the National League again in 2019. But Christian Yelich, not the player that he was. Kane decides he's going to opt out. Now you lose your center fielder. The Brewers, a disappointing team already to start off with when they had high hopes. Philadelphia Phillies. I'm one of the guys that likes the Phillies. I like this team. I like the additions they added. I like Didi DeGroyas. I think Bryce Harper, now that he's settled in Philadelphia, and doesn't have fans screaming at him because there's nobody there. You expect Bryce Harper maybe to put up better numbers. He hasn't exactly. They beat some pretty good teams. They played the Yankees extremely tough. The Philadelphia Phillies, to me, too much talent not to contend for a playoff spot. If you remember the first show, the Atlanta Braves were my second favorite team in the National League. And for the Atlanta Braves, they lose Mike Soroka. Ace pitcher, the guy's outstanding, really fun to watch. He has gone not only for this year, but he's gone for at least half of next year as well with a torn Achilles tendon. You kind of wonder, how does it happen to a guy in his 20s? That's usually an injury to a person in their 40s or their 50s, but yet they lose Soroka. Are they going to be healthy enough to battle back and contend for a World Series championship? It's going to be tough. The Braves took a major hit, falling all the way to 14. A team that I, I like a lot and really a lot of fun to watch. If you watch Reds games, the Reds are doing pretty well with pitching. Sonny Gray's been outstanding. Offense has been outstanding with Nicholas Castellanos, of course, went in nationally play of the week in the first week. And then Joey Votto, of course, Mr. Consistency, not getting a lot of help at third base from Suarez, which they thought they were going to get. But the Reds, with defense and pitching and an organization that has such a good history, all of a sudden they're coming back where they're one of those teams you're starting to follow. And you're saying Reds baseball, it's something to talk about again. And I know they haven't won a championship since 1990. Don't think this is the year, but they're on the right track. Love the Tampa Bay Rays. The Rays coming at number 12. And when you look at the Rays, the Rays are a team, of course, played probably in the worst market ever. And a lot of talk that the Rays' time in Tampa Bay could be coming to an end. The Rays could be moving to a city like Nashville or even going back to Canada, Montreal. But for the Rays, if you watch this team and you look at the starting pitching with Glasgow and Snell and Morton, man, it's a fun team to watch. The offense needs to come together a little bit quicker getting uh, some bad bats out of center field. And, of course, Hunter Renfro coming over from the Padres hasn't done as well as what they had hoped. He's a little inconsistent, trying to figure out American League pitching and what's happening there. Again, for the Rays, I like that team a lot. Played the Yankees tough, and I've surprised a lot of people. Surprising, though, when you look at Florida, you would say the Rays have to be the best team. The shocking team right now in Major League Baseball has to be the Miami Marlins. The Marlins not only have been hurt with covid when they missed all that time and then came back to the field, the Marlins keep winning. The Marlins right now, as we do the show, only have one loss. Don Mattingly, believe it or not, Don Mattingly is the winningest manager in Marlins history. They have nothing going on in that team. I'd say to you, the average baseball fan couldn't name two Marlins, yet the Marlins are playing fantastic baseball. Shout out to my buddy Glenn Geffner, who's the voice of the Marlins. 
This is a fun team to watch. For all of you who hated Derek Jeter with the Yankees, you can now hate Derek Jeter with the Marlins because they're way ahead of schedule. The Marlins come in as number 11. Houston Astros, most hated team right now across Major League Baseball. I know I'm not the only one that hates them. The Astros offense has been terrible. You look at Bregman hitting 213, Altuve 146, Springer 195. They stink, and that's fantastic because right now people don't want to see the Astros do well. They want to be able to point to the fact they got all that help from the trash cans and from illegal tip pitching and basically letting the hitters know what's happening. Guess what? Houston Astros, now that you lose Asuna, your closer, who looks like he's going to have Tommy John surgery. You don't know when Verlander's going to come back healthy. Houston Astros right now have a lot of question marks and do things get a little bit better for them before the 60 games are up? Can they become a playoff team? They're a team, of course, that understands playoff baseball. Can they be able to take advantage of some of the teams that maybe get a little bit nervous come the postseason? Cleveland Indians right now playing 500 ball. They're loaded with talent, especially on the mound, but their offense has struggled as well. As we've seen across Major League Baseball, a lot of teams right now are having trouble with the bats. Indians, though, a good team. One of the more exciting teams to watch in Chicago, you have the White Sox. Talk about a ton of young talent. The White Sox are doing things right. But I tell you what, can you imagine if the White Sox held on to Fernando Tatis Jr.? I mean, you talk about young talent in an organization that people say, I can't get enough White Sox baseball. Right now, they're almost there. Imagine if they had Tatis Jr. and never traded him away in the James Shields trade. Obviously, being here in San Diego, doing the show from San Diego, I heard most from Padre fans are very upset in my preseason rankings at 22. Let me explain this to you. The Padres have been terrible for more than 10 years. They finished in last place again last, last year. Why would I rank them anywhere higher than 22? To me, I gave you a gift at 22. But I'll tell you what, I'll tip my hat when they're playing well, and they're playing pretty well right now. I know they can't control the schedule, and they're beating the teams they're supposed to beat. Doesn't hurt that they're facing the Diamondbacks, it seems like, four times every week. But they're beating the Diamondbacks. You're beating the teams you're supposed to beat. So you give them a little bit of credit right there on what they're doing. Look, they're an exciting team. Jace Tingler, new manager. A lot of people goofed on the Padres for hiring a guy that never managed before. I was one of them. At the same time, Tatis Jr. has been what we thought he was his rookie year. Can he stay healthy? Right now, he's staying healthy. Manny Machado obviously has been the big disappointment for this team. $300 million, $30 million a year. For Machado, Machado's been terrible. The only time he gets a hit that matters, it, that you say, hey, that's one for the stats, guess what? The game wasn't in doubt. He never gets a clutch hit. The guy never comes through. And so you look at the other guys that have surprised you a little bit. You look at what they've gone, fought through through injuries. You look at uh, Trent Grisham, who's done a great job. Tommy Pham's getting better. And at the same time, everything revolves around Tatis Jr. And, of course, right now you can't give enough credit to the starting pitching staff. The pitching staff has been outstanding. Chris Paddock is great. Lamette's one of the more fun guys to watch. Garrett Richards has been fun to watch. Zach Davies with a big performance as we did the show tonight uh, against the Diamondbacks. Not bad. Surprise move for the Padres. Lucchese was supposed to be a big part of the staff. Was a guy that they sent down when they had to trim the roster. But for Padre fans, you have to be a little bit pumped up on what's happened with your team. You faced the Dodgers this week. You lost two out of three at home. And I understand the Dodgers are a team that's supposed to be an upper echelon team. Look, Mookie Betts, their best player to even play in this series. So you lose two out of three. You know who you're chasing. And at the same time, nobody expects the Padres to win right now. But to come in at number six out of 30 teams, that's a tremendous tip of the hat to the San Diego Padres. Number five, a team that has surprised me. I ripped them in my preseason rankings with the Chicago Cubs. Didn't expect to see a lot from the Cubs. Didn't think they had the pitching. Right now, the pitching has been holding up. They've done a very good job. 
I tell you, if you're a fan of baseball in Chicago, between the Cubs and the White Sox, you have to be extremely excited to see what you have right there. David Ross, who I thought was going to be a good manager, but I thought maybe it'd be a little bit of conflict because he was a teammate of so many guys on this team. That David Ross, how would it go? So far, early on, it has been absolutely working. David Ross has done a great job with the Chicago Cubs. Oakland A's come in at number four. You look at this A's team, I told you a couple weeks ago, the Oakland A's are a team you want to watch. A lot of people say, who? Who am I watching on the A's? Pay attention to what they have. They almost have a top 10 player at every single position. They already have two walk-off grand slams. A little bit disappointing in what happened this week when bench coach Ryan Christensen greeted the players with a Nazi salute. What the hell? And the Oakland A's, to not fire the guy, completely disappointing. I mean, at what point do you think that's okay? And for the A's, especially being up there in the Bay Area, where you think they'd be a little bit ahead, I mean, that's ridiculous to see what's happening there. I think the Washington Redskins, excuse me, I shouldn't say Redskins, the Washington football team would have figured out, Ryan Christensen, you got to go. Bad look for the organization. Minnesota Twins, you like home runs. The Twins are the team to watch. They did it last year when they set a major league record with 301 home runs in one season. Guess what? It's gotten even a little bit better. Right now, they just have a major injury to Josh Donaldson, but they did very well without Josh Donaldson last year. They'll be okay till he comes back. But right now, the Twins are playing fantastic. They scored 29 more runs than their opponents. And again, amazing uh, home run power from this team. Very fun to watch if you like watching the long ball. My one and my two, right now it comes down to the Yankees and Dodgers again. And I tell you what, coming into the show, I was going to have the Yankees as the number one team passing the Dodgers. But I think the Yankees have problems. I think the Yankees pitching staff still isn't strong enough. Outside of Garrett Cole, you can't sit there and rely on guys. You don't know what you're going to always get from Tanaka. Gary Sanchez right now is a sieve as a defensive catcher, and he's not hitting right now either. For the Yankees, I think outside of Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton, you expected a little bit more. Torres is off to a slower start than you would have wanted. But the Yankees, we know what they're going to be. The Yankees are the best team in the American League. If the Yankees don't reach the World Series, it's going to be a disappointment. And again, right now, number one, I'm going to stay with the Dodgers. Cody Bellinger's bat starting to come around. Mookie Betts is starting to become the player that we thought he was going to be. Hitting over 400 in the last week. Seems like every hit he has is an extra base hit. And the Dodgers are starting to play pretty well. They just got Clayton Kershaw back, who wasn't healthy for his game one opening day start. Comes in right away, pitches a shutout against the Diamondbacks. Kershaw looks better than ever. A matter of fact, he's throwing three miles now harder than he did last year. So for the Dodgers, coming off a 7-2 and nine-game road trip, and now being at home for games against the Giants, and then coming up with four more against the Padres, I like the Dodgers' chances in this division. And right now, I've got to go with the Dodgers. I, I do have to mention, though, um, as we talk about teams in the National League West, got to give a lot of credit to Bud Black. Huge Bud Black fan. Was a fan when he was with the Padres. Bud Black and the Rockies, um, top 10 team. The Rockies, I have them all the way back at, at number nine, just because I don't think the Rockies are going to sit there and, and last. But right now, for what they have done and what Bud Black has these guys doing, and they lost a couple players who have opted out of the season, you got to tip your hat and say, good job for the Rockies. But overall, when you look at talent for talent, pitching for pitching, I don't see the Rockies being... Uh, basically a team that can compete with the Dodgers. So right now, still going back from our preseason rankings at the Dodgers 1, Yankees 2, that's exactly where I'm at right now. If either one of those teams don't make the World Series, that's going to be a disappointment. Again, right now you're following baseball. We're going to keep you up to date on what's happening over and over again throughout the season and kind of let you know that which teams are looking to trade players and we'll have an idea which players are going to be traded before they're traded. 
and at the same time give you an idea of which major league teams are ready to make a move and which, which major league teams are basically preparing for seasons to come. Again, thank you for listening to the baseball show. We're going to sit there and keep you updated. And, of course, as sports are starting up all over the place, NBA playoffs just around the corner. We'll have NBA shows for you as well. NFL training camp is opening. Hard Knock starts in a few days. Very exciting between the Chargers and the Rams. We're going to do shows on those. But please check out the channel. There's so many different shows that you can watch. And, again, JP25 Media. And if you get a chance, if you don't understand what the JP25 Media is, JP is for for my son, Jake, who passed away about a year and a half ago. Those are his initials, obviously. 25 was his favorite jersey number. The 25 stars in the logo, very proud of. And the shirt I'm wearing, it's a Jake's Project shirt. Jake loved playing basically Little League Baseball and travel baseball. He was dedicating his time to the end to helping kids continue to play baseball and at the same time earn scholarships. So jakesprojects.org, if you get a chance to check out the website, you want to help out. All the money goes to helping kids play sports who otherwise couldn't afford to play. So it's a charity that we're very happy with, and it's a nonprofit we're very proud of. But again, thanks for tuning in. We'll keep you up to date on what's going on with Major League Baseball throughout the season. Thanks.